And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by my buddy, my brother, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, the weather's starting to warm up around here. I was... I had the the weekend off, and I was able to start getting the backyard into shape. You know, I know you're spoiled by year-round backyard kind <laughs> of, yeah. uh, you know, entertainment. And um, for us, it's kind of a privilege. You know, you get those few months out of the spring and summer where you can really enjoy the backyard. And uh, I started to uncover some of the patio furniture. It started to warm up. And then now we're going to get snow tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's how it goes up here in New York. But uh, Are you serious? You're getting snow? Uh, they said it's up more of the north, northeast upstate area. But it was 65 degrees here today. So even if we do get snow, it's only going to last a few minutes. So it's not a big Man. deal. And you got such a great backyard too oh yeah yeah we love it back there you know what's good about that the kids love being back there you know it's nice having the kids you know always under your watchful eye so uh we we enjoy having the uh, entertainment house well we got to chat a little bit because a couple episodes ago uh you and jay were giving me a little bit of a hard time saying hey i know you're building an outdoor like kitchen area uh, you know, we haven't seen any pictures, so is this really happening, or is it just like, you know, did I use Legos maybe to build or something like that? But you got to see it today. I did, I did. I got to see it firsthand via, uh, you know, FaceTime. It looks great. I mean, uh, you've definitely had the patience, and I'm sure you've kind of rebuilt it three and four times over, and it looks great. You know, uh, I'm impressed. I wish I had the kind of climate where I could enjoy that year-round. You're definitely going to get your use out of it. Uh, I've spent many nights in your backyard, and we've had a good time, and uh, definitely looks like a, a warm and inviting grill station and uh, i'd love to come down there for a barbecue soon you're welcome anytime man you're not gonna be too far from me with your disney trip coming up soon yeah it's be here before you know it the, the countdown's getting thinner so uh i like seeing those digits drop so uh getting closer and are I'm you gonna... looking each night and saying like oh maybe i'll do this or i'll do that or like especially since it's your because this will be your first ever like alone trip for a little while. I mean, I know I know the family's meeting up with you later, but there for a little bit, you know, just be you. Yeah, I you know, I almost had that the pre-COVID trip, you know, right before the COVID hit. And um, you know, I had a couple of days. Similar situation to this. I had a few more days then. I have a little bit less time now, but uh, you know what? With the Galaxy's Edge being open, as long as I get my day in Hollywood Studios, I'll be happy. Uh, if I can get an August canteen in, I think I'm gonna try that, uh trying to get in on somebody else's reservation if if I can't get it in myself. But um, that's what I'm looking forward to the most is just kind of walking around Hollywood Studios and taking it all in. You know, we know a lot of cast members. Maybe somebody can pull some strings for you. Do something. Nah, nah. I, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, I'll see. I'm, I'm sure. It's uh, the Godfather, man. Take I, care of him. What I'm sure doing? my charm at the door will uh, convince somebody they should let you're, me in. You're in trouble. You're not getting in. <laughs> yeah, probably not. 
I'll just enjoy it from the outside. <laughs> just stand out and just try to try to see inside, see the drinks, see that creepy window. guy looking yeah. through. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, Jay is not with us tonight, um, but he is uh, going to be with us really shortly because uh, we we are really, really excited about a new series that we're going to launch and uh, something we're going to do. It's not every week. It's not going to be something that's uh, on a back-to-back basis, but every now and then we're going to chime in with another addition to this series and uh, we're going to introduce our new series, Adventures by Disney, and really dive into everything Adventures by Disney has to offer. Mike, one, let me ask you this. When you first heard of Adventures by Disney, I know everyone says, wow, the price tag's huge. Um, do you think the value of this is lost on people because maybe they don't know everything it includes? You know, being that somebody who's done other vacations outside of Disney, and we all have. I mean, I'm pretty sure most everybody have done the, you know, gone to a different resort here, a resort there. I think one of those things that you realize you lack when you go to some other resorts is how good Disney does it and how it's lacking in some of these other places. You know, I had that experience. We went to Hawaii and we stayed at the Hilton and just the staff difference and whatnot. I definitely think that people might get a little shell-shocked by the price tag, but I think I have a large interest in this because um, there's a lot of different places I want there's a lot of different places that I want to explore and to be able to put that Disney cast member charm something outside of the usual parks I think is well worth a little bit extra money to know you being taken care of on a Disney level like we know you know Disney takes care of us well not only that I mean the fact that it includes you know food drinks uh, travel um, lodging and then also, you have a private guide through some of the greatest places on planet Earth, you know, taking you through experiences that no one else is going to be able to do. You know, if you book this on your own, this is going to be almost impossible to do because Disney has that brand name and has that that pool to where they can have the, uh, you know, you can take a private tour of the Crown Jewels, you, you know, in, in London. You can do these, you know, uh, camel tours, you know, privately around the pyramids. There's so many cool things that Adventures by Disney offers. And people see that price tag and they go, oh my gosh, there is just no way. But if you look at certain vacations and you're like, okay, hold on. Now I'm going to go to, let's say, five different countries or four different countries. I've got to pay for airfare to all of those. I've got to pay for food for that whole time. I've got to pay for hotel. And you're not just staying in any hotels. You're staying in beautifully, uh, beautiful hotels all over the world. And then not on top of that. You're going to pay, if you were to get a private guide to go with you, to plan out everything, to take care of everything for you that's knowledgeable, local you know, knowledge of the area, um, and, and then, of course, all of your entertainment, like all of these different activities that you're going to get to do as a group, uh, all included in one price. And I think people kind of miss that. They kind of see this, the price and like, oh my goodness, that's so much. Well, is it though? You know, is it really that much when you're including all that stuff? I don't think it is, and I think when you're going someplace that's maybe a once-in-a-lifetime kind of trip or a one-and-done kind of place, uh, you want to make sure you're getting the most out of that experience. And if it winds up paying a little bit more, at least you know you were able to take every advantage. You got to see every little detail of what maybe somebody who just kind of booked it on their own didn't. Um, you know, you have that Disney name brand behind you, and I think that's a huge part of doing one of these adventures by Disney. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, man. Um, you know, Adventures by Disney has been around for, for quite a while. It was started uh, December 19th, 2005. And uh, it was started with just two U.S. destinations in 2005. And it since then has grown and it has 
over 35 planned uh, itineraries on six continents. Um, you can go to all continents except for Antarctica, which is still on my list of one thing I would have. It was funny, man. We uh, Riley, one thing I told her was by the time she's 18, I would have liked to have stepped foot on all seven continents with her. And there are some cruises to Antarctica. Well, she's writing this paper at school, and she tells her uh, she tells her mom, she goes, yeah, I wrote in my paper about Dad and I, how we're going to step foot on all seven continents by the time I'm 12. <laughs> and Katie was like, you're about to be nine, dude. You've got a lot of uh, traveling to do if that's the case. She's like, it's 18. So we've done three. Uh, we, Ryan and I have been on three continents together already, so we gotta we got to get busy over the next... Uh, the next decade trying to knock some of these out. Um, but, you know, not only does it have uh, long weekend trips, you know, three, four-day trips. Also, Mike, they offer, you know, 14 days, 16 days, you know, long, long vacations that you can go on uh, with this amazing, amazing uh, adventure. And also, look, they have the uh, the river cruises now that you can go on. That's a way that I would love to see Europe is going on the river cruises. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. That's what's cool about cruising anyways. Yeah, that was one of the best things about our Hawaii cruise. You know, we got to see a lot oh, of yeah. Hawaiian islands. Uh, you know, we want to see Maui. You want to see Kona. And, you know, the cruise, it's your traveling resort, you know. And if you can do that similar to Europe, you know, where you can see a lot of different destinations. You're not just married to one area. And you get to really branch out. I think it's an amazing way to travel, you know, whether it be a cruise ship or a river tour. Yeah, and uh, on this series, we are going to be diving into all the locations. Uh, we're going to group them up. We're going to go into tons of details on these uh, from Central and South America to Europe to North America and Asia Pacific uh, and, of course, Africa. And tonight, guys, we're going to start with Africa. Um, Jason uh, had the opportunity to do an interview uh, with one of our DDP uh, who were uh, fortunate enough to go to South Africa on an Adventures by Disney tour. And, uh, Mike, I know it was funny. Uh, just the other night, Katie and I were looking at cage, uh, shark cage diving <laughs> videos from South Africa. And I was like, would you do that? And she's like, no. Would you do it? There's a there's an aquarium by me that uh, that offers it. And I know it's not the same as being out in the wild, but I would like definitely great whites, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely try it. I would definitely like to do that. Now, it this looks now awesome. the one out the aquarium by me isn't great whites. I'm sure they're a little bit more of a tamer shark, but um yeah, I think I would try that. I think that's one of those once in a lifetime things that you got to kind of uh you know, I've been adventurous. I don't think I convinced the, the the wife and the kids to go, but I would definitely do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I tell you what, let's uh, let's let's hand the show over to Jay. Uh, hand the show over to this incredible interview, and I cannot wait to hear all about this South African Adventures by Disney tour. Take it away, Jay. Okay, listen guys, I've got I've got an incredible guest here with me. I've got Lawrence. And Lawrence is uh it, he he 
he's done something that I think a lot of us are going to love to do and would love to do. And the reason I say that is, um, well, I'm going to piece together one of my most favorite, favorite attractions at Disney and my favorite parks at Disney. And it, and it quickly grew to be one of my favorites. Um, and we're going to take away the 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 pretend side of it and we're going to go ahead and experience the real side of it and uh lawrence had this amazing adventure with his family and i did get to see your pictures lawrence and uh absolutely incredible um and uh, look hang tight because he's going to take us to south africa on the uh, adventures by disney but before we get into what happened, how you got there, and everything, Lawrence, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your family. Tell me, tell me uh, more importantly, you know, like uh, like what do you do? And uh, let's start with that. Actually, I'm not going to throw you a bunch of questions. Let's start with uh, who are you and what do you do? Sure. Well, listen. First of all, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and I sure. I, I love uh, sharing Disney and the stories of my family. Just to give you a little background, so I have a firm out here in New York called Midland Financial. We're a wealth management firm. We help people strive to become and remain financially independent, and we act as a CFO to a family. So, um, you know, I have a family of four. It's my wife, Denise, of 20 plus years, and I have two boys, which will soon be 15 and 18. Uh, my 18-year-old will be heading off to college soon. Mm-hmm. And, um we're, we're Disney fanatics. My boys have been there probably more times than they are old, and uh, it never gets old every trip. It's, it's a new adventure. Now let, let's let's stop there and talk for a second because you know we talk because you know I mean a lot of people can relate. There's just an emotional attachment to Disney. And and going there almost is like you're reliving that first experience over and over again. So when was your first experience with the family? So with, and the kids were they uber little? Yeah, they well they weren't that that little. My my oldest was probably three when we went for the first time, okay. um, and uh, my wife was a little hesitant about taking him that young. And uh, after we took him that first time, mm-hmm. it was a lot quicker for my younger son to get there. It might have been he might have been six, eight, nine months old, okay. and because we started to realize, you know, it, it didn't matter how old they were, it was a different experience every single time we went and living it at a different age and watching them do that was phenomenal. Um, being like being a, uh, and I'll say the CFO of families, being the, the, the wealth management of families uh, in your business, um, you're able to say without a matter of fact, and if I'm putting words in your mouth, please stop me, that your investment in your family is just as important. And those memories are, 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 are very important. And um, I mean, can you attest to that? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, listen, you can't take the money with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know we, we talk about return on investment a lot with yes. people. And you know what? It's not in terms of dollars and cents here. It's a return on investment with your family and memories that will last a lifetime through photos and videos. And it's so much easier to carry them around now with the, you know, the advent of the phone and everything. It, it right. just makes it that much right. easier to relive it almost on a daily basis. You don't have to go into the shoebox and pull out photos from when you were there. You have them with you all the time. Sure. It's great. Sure. And, and with what you did, and I'm, I'm the guilty guy where I've got, you know, 28,000 pictures on my phone and I'm like, Oh, what about, I remember we did that and I'm, I'm flipping back. And you know, it's funny because I do, 
when I'm doing the massive scroll, you know, where you flip your finger up right. and you just, um, everything is correlated. Okay, it was after my January dis, uh, Disney trip, or it was before my May Disney trip. You know, everything that's kind of like my bookmarks because I'm always going to keep those pictures, and everything in between are just kind of a. Uh, um, hit hit or miss memories, you know, but I'm definitely going to keep those. But you had the opportunity to go over to South Africa and you did a Disney by Adventures. So when did you start that that talk with the wife when, um, okay, we've been to Disney World, we, we do our thing. Um, you know what? Let's do that. And more importantly, I want to know what made you decide the South Africa side? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we have always enjoyed the Disney experience. We've had the opportunity to go to Disney World. We've been on five cruises. So we understand the experience and the service. And we were looking for, uh, you know, a, a trip. And essentially the genesis of how this came about was my youngest son was turning 13 and we're Jewish and he was having a bar mitzvah. Okay. And we actually did this with my older son, too, rather than having, you know, a big party like they typically have here in New York, where you throw a bash, it lasts four hours. There are a lot of people that you don't even know who they are or why you really invited them when all said and done. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of money involved in it. We decided to take a different route and we offered each of my boys the opportunity to pick a trip if they would like over uh, a party. And my first son decided he wanted to go salmon fishing in Alaska. That was a, a dream of okay. his. And we ended up taking a Disney cruise to Alaska for him. And then it came on to my younger son and he was coming up and we offered him the same opportunity. And it started probably about two years before he started looking at different uh, places. And he mm -hmm. is an animal lover. Like if you ask him today, aside from wanting to be an NHL hockey player, his second passion is being like a, an exotic animal vet. Uh, okay. So he is very animal driven and loves them. So he was looking at the Galapagos Islands, uh, which was one uh, location. And then we were also looking at South Africa. And for a family that we've never traveled outside of North America, for the most part, other than a cruise, to us, South Africa was a little daunting. But at the same time, we said, if we're going to do it, Disney's going to be the organization we're going to do it with because they do it right. And that's how you know we came to that. It's, it's when you, like my brother-in-law's from South Africa, and let me tell you what, I've got some horror stories from him. You know, it's, it's definitely a country where a person needs to take pause and go, mm, do I, do I really want to just wing it and go there? But when you started talking the Disney by adventure, I was like, I'm all in. Heck yeah, let's go. Like there was no reservation because I know I well, I'm hoping and I know and you're going to you're going to clarify that for me that Disney does do it right. And Disney makes sure that every aspect of your security is taken care of and all that other stuff. So and we'll get into that as we go through the trip here, because I do want to know, like, as a dad, did your radar go off? Like, did you have any hairy moments like, oh, boy, this is this is this is kind of hairy, you know, um, the uh, the so he made the decision to um, do the Disney did he make the decision or did you come to him and say, you know what, let's let's go ahead and, and you're in South Africa? Well, we were looking at the trips through Disney and what was available through mm -hmm. there. And South Africa was of interest to him. So it was just an easy fit for us. OK, perfect. Yeah. And then um, the the planning part of it. How far in advance did you guys? I know I know you said you had a two years where you were kind of like. Uh, leading up to it. I mean, there was the, uh, the you know, the alpha, uh, the spark and then and going up to it. 
But when you guys decided to pull the trigger, pull the plug, we are absolutely doing this. How far in advance did you guys uh, start planning and doing everything? So a lot of that work was done by my wife because she is the ultimate planner. So I, I okay. believe it was roughly 18 months out plus where we actually started. Uh, I, I believe she waited like four, five, six hours on the phone in order to even get the reservation okay. uh, for us to get the trip. It was not an easy uh, you know, task to even book it. Okay, great. Um, and then um, I gotta. I'm gonna fast forward. We're gonna. Uh, you know, I, I know I have all the um, the apprehension coming up to the trip and the packing and all that stuff. But here we are. We're at the airport. We are packed. We're going to South Africa on the adventure of a lifetime. Uh, you get on the plane and you land at South Africa. Tell me what your first experience is, and 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 like, and, and you're taking it in. Tell me how you're feeling. So we were beat because it was uh, it, it was literally about a 27 hour excursion from the time we left our house okay. uh, to the time that we ended up at the Table Bay Resort in uh, Cape Town. Uh, okay. And it was two flights. Luckily, I had some great advice from a buddy of mine that I went to college with who now lives in South Africa. And he suggested that rather than taking one of these connecting flights, take a, uh, a direct flight from New York to Johannesburg and then take a puddle jumper or a quick flight from Johannesburg to, uh, to Cape Town. And okay. uh, as we were going from Johannesburg to Cape Town, the sun was coming up. It was really nice. And we actually, South African Airlines is the airline that we took, they had an opportunity for that short flight where you could put in a bid if you wanted to be upgraded to business or first class. And we did, and it was accepted. So for like that last hour and a half, two hour part portion of our flight, we were in uh, business or first class, which, you know, was nice because at that point we were all beat. So mm -hmm. it, it was a, it was a tiring uh, flight and, and tiring getting there. But once you land, you kind of get energized and you're, you're ready to go. It is. Uh, I, I've I've been in many countries around the world. I mean, many many countries. Um, I don't think people really understand when you land and you step into that that atmosphere. It is it is almost like you're stepping into a movie. You know, I get that feeling no matter what. It, I mean, it is very surreal. Yeah. You know, you've you've got it's a different looking cars. You got different look. You know, different you know, people are talking different. Um, you know, di the way the way stand. You know, little outside stands look are different. You know, architecture is just slightly different. Um, it is an incredible experience. Now, let me ask you. When you do Adventures by Disney in South Africa, is it always start there at Cape Town? Is that the only one for South Africa? Yes. And Disney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what uh, my knowledge, unless they've changed it, you basically start in Cape Town and mm -hmm. then you make your way back up uh, up north towards uh, Johannesburg. Okay. All right. And um, oh, so that's that's the actual adventure then from Cape Town back to Johannesburg, huh? Correct. Okay. Correct. And there's right. a lot of great uh, stops along the way, of course. Okay. <laughs> and that is... Um, you, you got your hotel. Now, did you have Disney? Um, how hard was it when you got off the plane and um, in, in Cape Town? Was Disney there to greet you or did you have to find your way to the hotel? How did that work? Yeah, so we added a few days on to the beginning of the trip uh, mm -hmm. through Adventures by Disney just to make things easier. We wanted a couple days. Uh, it's about a six hour time difference from where we are. Uh, so we uh, maybe longer than that. I might be misremembering that, but there's a significant time difference there. So we wanted to be able to acclimate to that. So we didn't want to just jump in and go on the adventure. So we, we landed a few days earlier and 
And uh, because we added those few days on at the same hotel, uh, Adventures by Disney basically picked us up at the airport, brought us to the hotel. We were able, we had a room that would stay for our pre-stay as well as for the first couple of nights that we were in Cape Town. So we didn't even have to move or relocate rooms. So everything was taken care of by them for that portion of the trip. The the Disney... The Disney mindset when I you know when I see Disney when I hear Disney Disney is always going to be um, top notch top of the line. Now, even though you're in a different country, are these people employed by Disney? Are they contracted by Disney? And how how were they? I mean, was the customer service good? So the uh, the person who picked us up at the airport definitely was not Disney. They're definitely contracted. Uh, he did a good job transporting us. We did, we felt uh, you know 100% safe from uh, transporting from the airport to the hotel. And then even at the hotel, obviously there's nobody there yet uh, because we were early that worked for Disney. Um, but everybody at the hotel, it's it's a touristy okay. hotel. It was mm-hmm. upscale and it was high end, uh, which goes along with the adventures by Disney type of uh, experience that you would expect. Awesome. After the couple days of chilling out and getting into the meat and potatoes. Well, I didn't say we uh, chilled out. We didn't chill well, out. <laughs> getting, getting, catch, catching your beret, catching a beret, catching, I mean, trying to, trying to get settled in. Let me say uh, acclimated. How's yeah, that? How's yep, the word? Okay. Yeah. Um, how long was your, your trip besides the two days? I mean, how long was your, is the original Disney by, uh, Adventures by Disney trip? Was it 10 days? I believe it's only nine. I believe the Adventures by Disney component was nine, and then we added like another three on to the uh, to the front end. Okay, awesome. And um, the the hotel you got to meet your now. How does this like a lot of people listening don't know anything about Adventures by Disney? They they know nothing about it. So on your first official day. Uh, do you do you meet uh, a guide or do you meet a person that's going to be with you the whole time or do they shift you know have different shifts and different employees I mean how, how does that work as far as like your your liaison with Disney and um, you know how, who are these people and and how close did you get with them yeah so the evening before uh, you're starting the adventure by Disney uh, you meet your adventure guide. Um, And we had two adventure guides that were with us for the entirety of of the uh, the excursion and the trip. One was a local person from South Africa um, who uh, was unbelievable uh, adventure guide Craig. And then the other uh, guide was adventure guide Kira, who is a Disney employee from the States. And she's basically the liaison from the U.S. employed by Disney and, uh, you know, adventure guy Craig is as well. He's just local. So they were our folks. We met them the night before, basically gave us the itinerary, uh, provided us with some uh, uh, some swag, if you will, and also uh, took some meal orders uh, for some of the destinations from us in advance. We had an opportunity to kind of meet and greet, learn a little bit about them. They set up kind of a group chat so that, uh, and everything's on WhatsApp. So if you need to contact the adventure guide. You have a direct connection to them at any given time. And uh, you you have contact with them if you need something and they're not with you at that moment. And how many 
Yeah, go ahead. How, how many other families were with you on this one? So there were about a total of, uh, I, I want to say like eight or nine, maybe additional families, maybe 10. Uh, it was definitely small enough that you got to know everybody, but large enough that, uh, you know, you could spread out and intermingle and not have to be with everybody at the at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great solid group. Um, okay, so here you you I kind of interrupted you there, but that was important because I wanted to know how big these these groups were, and you know my mind I go in a thousand different directions, and I forget to circle back to the main question I wanted to ask, and that was it. So then I just cut you off, and that's just how I roll, man. Oh, good. Um, the uh, uh, you got your itinerary and you got your food. How far in advance are, were you able to look at the menus, or did they kind of uh, was it just um, kind of periodically they would say, Hey, this is, this is what, what day we're eating here. What do you want? Or how, how did that work? So there were only a handful of things that we had to pick out in advance. Um, it all depended. Like some of the places we went was more buffet style. Uh, some of the places that we went to, there was, there were, uh, menus that we could order off of. And -hmm. some places there wasn't, uh, much of, you know, it was more of a box lunch. So, or a box breakfast, because we had to hop on the bus to get somewhere and, and you had to put in an order to get something. How accommodating do you think people are with food allergies? I mean, being in another country, I mean, is it kind of one of those it's sink or swim, dude? You either take your lactate or, or stay away from the gluten. I mean, did they were they able to accommodate food allergies to some degree, or did you not cross that? I did not personally have any experience with that, but my understanding is, and from what I recall, there were people that had issues, and mm-hmm. just like you would expect on at the park, or you expect when you go on the cruise, it, it was very similar. And you know, going to a you know a different country, you don't know what the food's going to be like exactly. I you know my oldest son is a type of kid who eats peanut butter and jelly, chicken fingers and filet mignon. So, and that's pretty much it. Um, He actually packed, we packed um, uh, peanut butter crackers for him. And he locked them in the safe to keep them away from his brother, but he -hmm. didn't end up really needing them. There was enough for him to choose from almost at every meal. There was hardly any time where he ran into any trouble. Okay, excellent. That's good to know. I, I love that. Um, so, day one. What 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 happens here? Day one. This is uh, this is it, man. It's starting. The adventure is here. Yeah. So, I mean, we we basically hopped on a. Uh, everything was done as a group. Yeah. Uh, we had a coach bus, and uh, basically, we just uh, we went out the first day to uh, Table Mountain. And um, we the plan was to uh, take a cable car up to the, to the side of the mountain, but it was under renovation. So it didn't work out. And, you know, as Disney, as you would expect with Disney, they had alternative plans. And basically, we took up the, the, uh, the bus up the side of the mountain and were able to walk and hike a little bit and mm-hmm. see all the, the beautiful gardens that are there. And uh, it, it was just the, the scenery was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, just as a complete aside, I became friendly with adventure guide Craig, and we still stay in touch today, two mm-hmm. plus years later. And uh, now he does some crazy wingsuit diving off of the side of the mountain, which, you know, having that frame of reference and being there and seeing the sights and then imagining that is just uh, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you home based then at um, Cape Town for a couple of days then? Is that how I understand it? We were there for a couple of days. Yes. Okay. And that was how long was that like a, like a, a couple hour drive out there to the, the, the mountain where you could 
No, I don't think it was in that long because you could see it out in the distance. It probably okay. was a, like around an hour ride, I would imagine. Excellent. Um, so you're you got a bunch of great pictures. You were there with the family. Um, was it was it kind of uh, how, how did the kids take it? I mean, this this is sounds something like something like I would thoroughly enjoy. Um, I don't know about my eight year old. I mean, was there enough adventure there for the the you know the younger kids or even your teens, or did they kind of just take it with in stride? So I think we're a little disappointed in terms of the cable car being uh, down. Sure. I think that was just dumb luck. You know, they had no control over it. Mm -hmm. They just took it down and because uh, that would have added a little bit of adventure to the whole uh, opportunity. Um, so, you know, they they took it in for what it was worth. That was not the only thing we did that day. Uh, we ended up doing a couple other things, which I think added to it. The, the second thing we did was we then went from there to District 6, which was a big area during apartheid. And we met uh, somebody who was a local there who told us about apartheid and, and mm -hmm. what it was all about and how things have changed there. And it was very interesting. That was interesting. And the kids appreciated that. And then uh, after that, we went back to the hotel for a short stay and then went out for a true South African dinner at uh, Gold Restaurant, which was very lively music. Uh, we had uh, bongos and and, uh, and and drums to to utilize, and we really got into the the culture at that dinner. So I think that the gardens, although it wasn't a great, you know, uh, adventure, so to speak, maybe for the kids, mm -hmm. they they kind of topped it off with the with the stuff at the end of the day. The uh, I'm picturing kind of like the luau, but South African style. Was it was it like a, a local thing, or was this a Disney uh, Disney? had the restaurant for like all the Disney families were there or were you guys there by yourselves? Oh no, there was, there were uh, families beyond the Disney group that we were with. The restaurant okay. was open for normal business okay. and uh, we did have a private room for our dinner where, um, you know, we were in the main area with everybody when they put on this little show, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then we went to a private area to eat within the restaurant itself. And then we had some of the African dancers came into the private room and, uh, and danced for us as well and, and sang a little bit. So in true Disney fashion, you are VIPs all the way. Yeah, there was no, there was no if ands, or buts about that part. That was something that was uh, seen throughout the trip for sure. Perfect, perfect. Um, getting up the next day, uh, I would imagine you guys slept pretty good that night. Yeah, um, well, we were yeah. a couple of days in, so we had a little jump. Uh, a couple of people yeah. came on, came in a day or so before, and they were a little, uh, you know, run ragged a little bit. Sure, sure, absolutely. Did the uh, let's what was the flavor for the next day? So the next day was awesome. We went to the uh, the Cape of Good Hope, which I believe is the most southern western part of the Cape. Um, mm -hmm. It was a little windy, but uh, it was fantastic. I mean, you were right there uh, at the Indian Ocean and uh, got some great views. You were able to hike up on on the rocks, um, which was great. And then we went from there. After a short time, we took a, a trip to Penguin Beach where it, it's exactly what it sounds like. It was a beach that was just littered with penguins everywhere. Mm. And uh, it's kind of amazing because you think penguin snow and, you know, there wasn't snow. It was, a, it was literally a beach and it was just littered with penguins everywhere. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, that, you know, that's, that's a silly question, but are these guys, is, is that a migratory bird? Or do they go back and forth between the, the South Pole and... 
I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Like, I'm sure the great whites love uh, love the taste of a penguin. So, um, did you get the chance to see any sharks in the ocean? I, we looking? did not there. When we uh, later on in the trip, we were up on a uh, on a rock uh, area. Not not during this part. I don't remember exactly where. Mm-hmm. And we were able to look down on the uh, the water, and you could see them in the water uh, where we were. Um, yeah, that's that's something I'm. Uh... They can stay right where they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I, it's good. But um, I will, so, I will share yeah, this with your listeners, if mm-hmm. I will, with regard to the penguin, uh, with regards to the penguin beach. One of the interesting things, and this was very Disney esque, if you will. We showed up. There was a huge line for the penguin beach in order to pay and get in, mm-hmm. and we literally we sat on the bus. They sent somebody ahead. Guess they had a conversation, and next thing you know, we basically walked past the whole line. We got in, and and we were able to uh, to see what we needed to see. Which you VIP know, man, I love that. That's awesome. That was go. a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and uh, after after the Penguin Beach, um, what was the flavor with the kids on the Penguin Beach? Did they kind of get into that? Was that kind of cool for them to oh, to experience? That? Yeah, I mean that whole day they loved. They loved the whole idea of going to the Cape of Good Hope. They they really enjoyed that, and the Penguin Beach was was phenomenal they were taking pictures trying to take selfies of themselves and uh you know in between on the bus rides uh not just this day but the whole uh trip until he was finished uh our adventure guy craig spent time reading who was nelson mandela uh Mm -hmm. and he would read the book as we were on the uh on the bus trip and it was just it was an interesting thing to hear that book and hear that book being in south africa and on top of that with somebody who has a South African accent. It really sure. made it, uh, you know, authentic. Sure, absolutely. Very cool, man. Yeah, he's definitely a, a world hero for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the When you got back, did you guys have dinner? Uh, let me stop there for a second because I, I want to ask you. Um, some people want to know, actually, I want to know. I'm not even going to speak for anybody else. As far as meals, I know you said you had dinner plans that, that night, but did they provide you lunch when you went to the mountain on the first day or on this day? Did they provide you lunch or are you on the, do you, is lunch on you and dinner's on them or how does that work? So I can't tell you for for exactly how many and what, but I I do recall this day in particular before the Penguin Beach, there was a restaurant that we were taken to and that was included uh, in the trip. There were certain meals that were and then there were certain meals that we were kind of on our own, which was good because we weren't tied down, uh, you know, to uh, doing what they wanted to do. If we wanted to go out ourselves or have a lighter night out or go out with just one of the families, we were able to do that. Okay, perfect. What about that night? Did you guys have dinner uh, with um, uh, just as the family? Did you? Because I know you said you kind of met before the penguin thing, but that night, did you guys? Uh, just kind of lay low, or what happened to you guys that night? I don't recall. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's all right. That's, I don't recall quite... every detail. Yeah, no, only the is, good that, ones. <laughs> that is that is quite all right. Uh, so you guys got another good night's sleep, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and then we're going to roll into day three. Yeah. So day three, we headed off. uh, We did two things that day. uh, For the most part, we went to an eagle encounter, uh, which was basically like a bird sanctuary where Mm -hmm. where there were eagles, owls. Um, There were also some uh, snakes, which we got to take photos with, which were huge. Uh, So obviously my kids being boys absolutely loved it. Um, They had an opportunity to hold an owl, hold the snake, uh, eagle, etc. Uh, and then from there, we went and had lunch at a uh, at a vineyard, which was amazing. Um, I'm not a big wine drinker, uh, 
Um, there were a lot of people who are wine drinkers, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed the wine. South Africa, believe it or not, is very well known for their uh, for their wines. And um, my understanding is they were second to none. Uh, my kids had probably the best bread that they've ever had at this uh, vineyard. And um, it, it was just a beautiful location. The food was fantastic. And it was just a, a nice uh, way to relax and enjoy the countryside. I look, I, I hear this, this like vineyard and you know, you, as I'm listening to you talk and, and explain your adventure here and, and the, the different locations and, and I'm just going to have to say, I, I'm going to be very direct and frank. I'm very ignorant on the culture of South Africa, not knowing that all this was there, you know, and, and I, I and didn't that's either. <laughs> I, that's why I appreciate like you coming on and, and explaining the, you know, uh, on this platform, um, that there is so much. It's a whole different country that offers so much. You know, I, I picture, um, you know, it, it's because because it's always on the news or, or whatnot that you always you always you know you always pick out the negative of any country, and you forget. And especially me, I, I should know better than that because I've been in some really, you know, there's there's some really places that I would never take my family, but there still were very beautiful parts of that country. Um, and as as political climates change, of course, I would take my family there. Um, and, and that was a big thing here. Before I start rambling, uh, my point is is you know as you keep going, I'm kind of like. Man, maybe I want to go to South Africa now because I want to go, go back. to the vineyard. I want to go to the vineyard. You know, I want to go. So uh, that's awesome. Um, and the kids enjoyed the vineyard. That was the. I know you said they liked the food, but um, you know, it was just uh, was it a good relaxing? I mean, was it good family time? I mean, did you guys have a lot of interaction as a family? Did you or were you were you just so busy at this at this time where you kind of don't have that time to just kind of. Um, I don't want to say do that group hug, but like when you're breaking bread, is it kind of an intimate setting or are you kind of just throwing in together as a, as a group? Um, how does yeah. that work? I, I think the whole trip was really good family time, okay. you know, just to kind of compare it. I feel like at the parks, you know, you're running around a bit, mm -hmm. little, little helter skelter, you go on the cruises, you know, the kids want to do their own thing with their friends on the boat, which is fine. And that's what yep. it's meaning, you know, meant right, for. Right. And that's great. And, you know, it's hard pressed to get the kids just to come and have dinner with you. So you don't get as much. But on this trip, uh, there was a lot of meaningful family time and we kind of stuck together as a family. And if we were with other people, it was their family and our family together and sure, not sure. splintered kids and, and adults, if you will. Right. Right. Okay. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, after the vineyard, did that is it time to get on the bus and head back to head back to the hotel? Yeah, we we headed back to the hotel because the next day we were heading out of uh, Cape Town and moving on to our next destination. So, packing good night's up. sleep, packing up, okay. getting ready to go. Um, you know, again, Disney esque. You basically packed up the stuff, put it outside your door, and uh, that was it. You didn't touch the luggage. So. Um, they took care of everything. Awesome, man. That's great. Um, you, you get on the bus and where, where are we, where are you going? Where are you taking us? Yeah. So we, uh, we were looking to depart Cape town. Uh, we had a fly, so we had to get on a flight to George. Um, so we, we got on a commercial flight together. It was very well organized as our group. We, uh, got all our boarding tickets, got on, they took care of our luggage. We never even touched it at the airport, you know, basically other than our carry-ons, we put it out that night before, and then it showed up on the other end when we got there and Disney folks loaded it on the bus for us. So never, never touched the luggage uh, from that point. 
And uh, basically, when we landed in George, we ended up that that we had a bit of a uh, a drive. We had a two hour drive, which we went up the garden route, uh, which it is what it is. It's a garden route. It was just a beautiful route that we took. And we took that to go to the Birds of Eden, which is a protected sanctuary for rescued birds, which is uh, which was, unbe- you know, unbelievable just being there. The. The day did you guys have accommodations um, after then? After you went to the bird, the bird sanctuary, did you guys go to your san- um, accommodations after that? Then no, actually, we went from there. <laughs> we went from there. We, it was a busy day. We went and had a uh, lunch at a local winery um, that uh, that was there, and then from there, uh, we ended up going to Monkey Land which um, we ended up getting there just in time in terms of they were just feeding the monkeys uh, when we got there. So um, the monkeys were all out of the trees and everything coming down. And uh, we, we still joke with one of the people that was on the trip with us. Uh, there was this uh, very white monkey, looks like the abominable snowman almost. And uh, he came up behind one of the, the people we were with and he freaked out. And uh, he's like, it was the abominable snowman. And we still joke with him today, but it, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, you know, being there just at feeding time, which, you know, if you ask me, I think they time it that way on purpose so that sure. okay. you have that extra special experience. And it mm-hmm. was uh, it was really good. The um, I'm all about that, man. And I know a lot of people listening here are. um about that, that, you know, I mean, the monkeys, was there apes too? Was it mostly just like chimpanzees or was it a whole, whole different variety of monkeys? It was a a whole, no, they were, they were like all over the map. I'm not a uh, anthropologist, but it was Mm -hmm. just, yeah, I mean, they were just cool. It was, it was just a cool experience to, uh, to be there. How long were you able to uh, be there? And did you get an opportunity to like to interact with any of the monkeys themselves or did they kind of keep you spaced away? I know you said that once snuck up on a guy, but I mean, were they, were they kind of pretty reserved where just let them do their thing or did they actually come up and, you know, try to steal your, uh, your watch off of you or try to get some food off of you or something? Yeah. So there were some monkeys that we, you know, we had somebody walking with us. We were able to get close enough. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't want us interrupting their situation, Um, but we were able to get close enough. And there were some and I can't remember the uh, the species of monkey, but they they did warn us about this one particular species that if anything was kind of loose on you, it could jump down and grab it right off you. And you're never going (laughs) to see it again. Your phone, your watch, your wallet. So, uh, you know, they they definitely wanted you to be careful when it came to uh, to some of that. So some monkey's got a got a little treasure room up in his tree. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. The uh, so after after that, did you guys uh, break for bread after that then, or was it to the hotel? Yeah. So after that, it was to the hotel, and um, basically we went uh, to the Pazula Resort Hotel and Spa, which um, basically that night I recall it was it, we basically had a free night. We didn't mm-hmm. have anything planned, and by you know, in, in our view, I believe we only spent uh, one night there um, and it was probably the nicest of 
the accommodations that we stayed at. We were just talking about it literally the other day that we kind of wished that we had a night or two uh, extra there. It was a mm -hmm. golf resort. And the sky, I remember, was so clear that night that we were able to see so many stars and constellations mm -hmm. that we ended up pulling out a sky guide app to show it the look at the sky so we could sure. see what constellations we were looking at. It was just uh, really amazing. Yeah, it was. Did you get? A, did you see the Southern Cross and all the other good stuff? Then I don't remember, it but it was, it was oh, re see, it was big, really I'm, good. I'm <laughs> a, I'm, I love my I love my constellations. I love my stars, especially in a place that's not saturated with light pollution. They're just beautiful. Um, when you you guys went to sleep, you got up in the morning and tell me about your adventures that you go to the next day. So the next day we went to uh, by ferry to the Featherbed Nature Preserve, um, which was an interesting place because. We basically had to get driven. Once we got there, we had to dri be driven up by trucks all the way to the top mm -hmm. of the nature preserve. And it was really well above where the Indian Ocean flows into the Nisna River. And basically, we went up to the, we were driven up to the top and then we started hiking down uh, from there down to the uh to the water and um you know my wife has trouble uh you know bad ankles and we were concerned about the hike mm -hmm. and uh it, it was really she took her time you know nobody was rushing her and it was really um you know amazing views and you, the water and the rocks and seeing the indian ocean and where it met the river it, you know it was just amazing and she was so happy that uh you know we helped her down and she was able to do it and she was able to see everything that she wanted to see and uh we even went down and where the Nisna reached the lagoon, we were able to take our shoes off and we went down and uh, dipped our toes in the water uh, at that opportunity. And the funny thing is our guide said that um, nobody had ever really done that before. My son was like one of the first people took his shoes off. He wanted to just go step in the, uh, in the water. Yeah. And he, he mm -hmm. thought it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, did you, when you were looking at the, um, the, the, the fresh water and the salt water coming together, was there a clear defining where it was mixing did you notice if there was yeah it was it, it was clear i think that the river there was also still fairly salt water driven okay yeah okay. but um it was just an interesting location and where the two meet i can't remember what it was called but i think it was lloyd's of london at the time for ships that were coming through that area would not okay. insure those ships uh, because it was such a dangerous area because of the waters coming together that, you know, ships going through there very frequently had uh, accidents and, and okay. didn't end up faring too well. So they never were able to get insurance uh, to go through oh. those areas. There's treasure in that water. I'm telling you, I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm telling you. So, um, so you guys now did you obviously had to probably hike back up then, correct? Or was it, did they pick you up at the bottom? We, no, no, no. They picked us up at the bottom and okay. then uh, we went down and had a uh, had a lunch there at the uh, at the preserve. And then we returned back to the hotel for a short time to uh, to get ready and uh, get changed if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we spent the evening uh, at the Nisna Elephant Preserve uh, that night. And um, they took us there. It's an elephant sanctuary. And essentially, again, very Disney-esque. We went, it was really when the place had already closed. 
Uh, so we were literally the only ones there. And they took us to a private location where they brought in the elephants and we had an opportunity to speak with locals. They taught us about the elephants and then we were able to feed the elephants because it was their feeding time, uh, okay. which was fantastic. And then we ended up having uh, dinner at the, uh, at the uh, uh, elephant preserve. And then that was uh, the end of the day and we were heading back to the hotel from there. Let's talk about the Elephant Reserve for a minute. I just just so there's no misconception on um, any any level on how these animals are treated. Um, I'm under the assumption, especially on a lot of these reserves, that the people that are employed there are absolutely in love and with these animals, and they treat them like their family. You know. Um, how, what was your perception of like the 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 way the the locals spoke about you know the animals that were there the elephants in particular and and looking at the elephants you know what was your perception on how they were treated and how well they're maintained or not I mean if you were to be honest about it yeah I mean they all seemed healthy uh, you know when they spoke about them they definitely had this admiration and respect for the animals at least that was the perception that we got okay. uh, it didn't seem like there was any uh, you know misfortune there. Um, and they all looked in great shape. I mean, I, I would imagine that, you know, they were friendly enough to come up and eat right sure. out of our hands, you know, and even with, you know, there was some distance between us. We were up on a platform, and, okay. yep. you know, to, to be able to meet where they would be at. And mm -hmm. there was a distance. So if they didn't want to interact, there was nobody forcing them to interact with us and, okay. and uh, forcing them to eat out of our hands. It was sure. very natural and organic for sure. Okay, so you were there. You were their treat for the night. There you go. Well, I love it. Well, love my it. oranges were. Thank God, I wasn't your, the treat. Yeah, your oranges were <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the uh, so we're, you said it was already closed, and are we talking? It's probably getting nighttime then, or yeah, or it was. It was dusk? getting close to dusk, and when we headed back, it was you know fairly bordering on mm -hmm. uh, dark when we went back to there, and then uh, you know to the uh, they had like an area where they had a restaurant that we uh, were able to have dinner at. Okay. And, you know, a mediocre dinner, nothing that's standing out. I mean, good, edible. Everything was really good. I mean, there wasn't okay. anything that was, you know, everything was really good. Um, you there didn't was... get a bad Denny's or anything on the side no, of the road? Or no, okay. not at all. Okay. Not at all. Every, all right. every, every place they took us was really good. And the people were just super nice and super attentive and wanting to help in any way they possibly could. Okay, that's awesome. That's good to know, man. I tell you because I mean I know people who would ever want to do this are expecting VIP across the board, and uh, you're not letting me down so far. So I, let, let's, no, let's, it was good. We only got a few days left here. So, yeah, let's push uh, on yeah. to the. Tell me about the hotel that they drive you up to. Well, so this we were still at that. Uh, we were still at the um, at the Pizzula. That was the last night. So I, we spent two nights there, and then oh, okay. when we wake up in the morning, the next morning, you know, we're we're really excited because we're leaving early. But most importantly, now we're heading to the game reserve. Which oh, is, here's this is the whole opening of the show, man. This is where it got me excited because who doesn't love a safari, right? Well, we yeah, I mean, we know now. At the time, we were like, I wonder why they end with this. You know, why do they? But now, after being through the experience, I, mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, okay. everything that we did kind of got progressively better and progressively nicer. Uh, okay. You know, like I said, I would have liked to stay probably a couple more nights at that sure. Missoula game uh, golf uh, resort, but mm -hmm. 
it is what it is. So, you know, we, we got out real early. We had to pack our bags again, same thing. We didn't touch anything. And basically we had to depart for an early flight from George to, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong to Hootsprite. Uh, which is a really tiny airport, uh, which ap actually happens to be an emergency landing site for the space shuttle. Okay. So if the space shuttle gets in trouble, that's one sure. of the sites. Um, and um, one of the great things that we had or we were able to do uh, while going there was um, they ended up stopping along the way uh, at the Indian Ocean at a beach. And they gave us the opportunity to get off the bus, go put our feet in. And, you know, some people went for a little bit of a swim. Some people didn't because we didn't really have a change of clothes. But, um, you know, they really went above and beyond to give us all the opportunity to experience the Indian Ocean. Uh, and they wrote um, they wrote something in the in the sand and allowed us to take our 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 pictures. And then they even had jugs of water, the, the, our adventure guides that they brought with them on the bus so that we could clean off our feet and dry them off before we uh, got back, you know, our socks and shoes on and got uh, to the bus. Nice. Very nice. Um, you're, you're, you're loading up um, the, now, like you mentioned, now we're now we're. So, how many days do we got left now? I don't. I lost track. Yeah, I think I might have. I think it was eleven. We were eleven days altogether, but I think it was about eight or nine days. I'm sorry, about seven or eight days that we were, you know, for the adventures by Disney trip. So mm -hmm. I think we're on about day six. But this is exactly what happens on the trip. You kind of forget how we just what lose day time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you just lose time. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So when we go on um, the next day, it's uh, the 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 energy is just amped up for you guys that oh so, well yeah um, i mean here's the thing so we put the you know we're on our way now to the game reserve and we know mm -hmm. this and we know again disney-esque I, I keep saying that but we did not so we had to fly to this hood sprout uh airport from george right. uh mm -hmm. we didn't take a commercial flight it was a private flight so we okay. had a private flight uh that was just for our group that we took and landed in uh landed in Hootsprite to uh get to the Kapama game reserve, which is a private game reserve where uh where we're gonna be staying for the next couple of nights uh on the reserve, which was uh, you know, unbelievable. So you're uh you're at the like the real Animal Kingdom Lodge then. You're uh I don't know that the, I could ever go on the safari you, ride ever you're, again, quite frankly. You're, you're right, you're right, you're at the real deal. So yeah, tell me about this safari then. Tell me about this this uh this hotel and this game reserve. Yeah, so you know, we land in Hootsprite and our uh, a ranger, Ranger Ian, uh, picks us up at the airport. And, you know, it really wasn't much of an airport. It was literally like, you know, a, a one, you know, maybe like a hundred, 200 square foot building mm -hmm. that you walk in, you walk out, we hop in a Jeep and we literally, you know, uh, go out the back of the airport and there you literally cross the road and you go through on the, the game reserve. And we drove into the game reserve and immediately we saw a, a big, um, a giraffe right away and it's like it was a little bit of a you know a, a, a mind squeeze if you will because you're like am i in disney right am I, yeah am i on the safari ride am sure. i really this close to a real giraffe and yep. and and you are and um 
it was just unbelievable. And we took a few minute drive in there and we got to the, uh, to the lodge and we were treated right away with a lunch. Uh, and cause we, we got up early, we were treated to a lunch and kind of like an overview of what our next few days, uh, were going to be and, uh, getting our accommodations for the night. The the check-in process was flawless, uh, Disney Disney-esque, as you like to say. And then um, uh, your your luggage is waiting for you at your room. Do they put it by your room? Do they put it in your room or, or in a I pile? Be- you got to yeah. I believe it was all in our room when we got there, okay. other than our carry-on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that it didn't it didn't mean anything to us, but you know, the days at the reserve are long uh, because you do essentially two uh, safari rides per day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Um, So it was very early. I believe it was 5.30 a.m. wake up calls. Um, And um, there's no TVs in the room. The accommodations are really nice. There's just no kind of TVs or radios or things Mm -hmm. of that nature uh, because they want you doing other stuff. Sure. Leave the leave the uh, leave the switch at the house in the bag. Uh, there you go. Fortnite, Fortnite can wait for a couple of days. Absolutely. Um, so you 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 did a couple you did a couple tours over the next couple of days. Different now was it a different safari um, every single time, or did they kind of take you on the same safari in the morning and the same one in the evening? How, how did that work? So the uh, the, um, the 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 uh, rangers would all work together. Okay, Mm -hmm. because the goal was they wanted the guests to see as many animals as they possibly could. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the big thing is they want you to see the big five if possible. Now, our understanding is that not everybody gets to see the big five. Okay. Now, whether that's a uh, shtick or that's a reality, I don't know. I'd have to talk to other people who've gone on the trip to see if they've seen the big five. Um, we did get to see the big five, uh, which are the uh, the lion, the leopard, the rhino, the elephant, and the buffalo. And okay. the most elusive is the leopard. That's the hardest one to see. Uh, but we were successful. So going back to what I was saying, the rangers all work together. And mm-hmm. they, you know, so if a ranger spots a, a, a group of lion, for example, that are congregating, they'll radio out to other rangers and they're very respectful. So if a ranger's there, if, you know, if they're allowed like two or three cars to sit there to watch, they'll Mm -hmm. sit there and watch. And then after 10 minutes or so, they'll remove themselves and let another group. So they try to work together. So all the guests have an experience. Sometimes it's similar. Sometimes it's not because they're not able to get there because you have, you know, you have one group that might be so far away that it'll take them too long to get there. Um, But we went into all, I mean, the reserve or the, it's just huge. So we, did we go to some of the same places? Yes, because we were Mm -hmm. looking for certain things and they're known to be there. Uh, At other times we were not in the same place. We were far, far away from where we had ever been, but you know, every day and every time we went out, it was different. We saw different animals, different experiences each and every time. The um, the gamers. Do you know how big the game reserve was? I do not. By chance, because oh, okay. uh, the um, the Kapama game reserve is one piece of the uh, is just one piece of the uh, the reserve. Okay? okay. So there are other reserves that share that same area, not the mm-hmm. same area, but it's 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 huge. I mean, it's yeah. huge. 
Okay. I forget how many he- they they do everything in hectares, and I, I right, right, I don't right. recall it's, how it's, many hectares there it's, were. Uh, every every thousand, it's, ma- it's a thousand it's acres at a time. Yeah, it's just huge. I mean, and and I think a, an acre is is four hundred by four hundred feet. So right. I mean, just just it's just unbelievable. The, um, the now these are all like free roaming animals. I mean, this is a this is the lions are are hunting the buffalo, and the lepers are you know doing their thing. I mean, this is all. Um, this is just one big natural habitat for these animals, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct? A hundred percent. So I, I, yeah. I'll give you a funny story. So we were uh, first day out, we were, or that, that first evening out, we come across a, a group of lion. And uh, literally to my left, there was a lion that walked within probably two feet of our truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I put my arm out, I probably could have petted. I didn't, obviously, but I could right. have. Sure. And our ranger had a box sitting next to him. And one of the guests said, because, um, you know, one of the guests said to him, you know, hey, you know, if that lion would have attacked us, I'm assuming in the box is uh, is a gun just in case, right? right? And the ranger said, absolutely not. He's like, there's no guns allowed on the range. It's my camera. (laughs) So some of the folks kind of got nervous and were like, well, you know, you don't have a gun. And I was like, no, we would never harm the animals. The only guns you'll hear here are people who are anti-poachers shooting at the poachers. Poachers. You know, this is like, you know, this isn't like the the ride where, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, walkie talking the poachers. This is the real deal here. And uh, he's like, we would never shoot. And he's like, well, why don't the lions, you know, they don't seem to care. And he's like, you know, they don't even see things. They see shapes. They can't make out people. So it was very important that you didn't stand up and distort the shape of the truck. As long as the truck looked like a truck, the lions are so used to it that Mm -hmm. they don't bother. But it was literally feet from where we were. And it was, it, it was crazy. Wow. That's uh that is something else. And uh very, very surreal too. It's, um, uh, it sounds like, uh, what an incredible day. Um, do you have any notables on the safaris that you wanted to tell everybody about? Yeah, well, that was one of them. Probably one of the other ones was on an evening safari. Uh, it, it, we, <laughs> we were told about two leopards that were fighting okay. and, you know, just naturally fighting. They were fighting sure. for territory and we tried to, uh, come across them. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that would happen is on each drive, whether it was the morning drive or the evening drive, we would stop at certain points, get out of the truck in the morning. We'd have like coffee and, you know, some snack or something. And the evening might have been beer or wine and cheese. So this night we were trying to track down these leopards and and we couldn't really find them. And um, we then located one of them or two of them. And one Mm -hmm. of them had blood on its uh, on its on its paws. And our ranger knew that there was another group that was just setting up to have some wine and cheese in that location, near that location. Mm, okay. And they were all out of the truck. So we drove up and uh, we we're like, hey, guys, time to get in the truck. And the yeah. ranger, their ranger was like, what are you talking about? And our ranger said something to him. And then they realized what was going on. And we pulled our truck almost as cover uh, because this, you know, agitated leopard was coming that way. Sure, sure. Which was, it, it was fun. It was, it was exhilarating. Yeah, it was an adventure, man. But then, yeah. so then we came across um, the leopards who were fighting. One of them later mm-hmm. on tracked down a warthog. And okay. one of the groups 
tracked them down and we were able to pull up. We literally went through the brush to get there. I mean, literally my son had thorns sticking out of his rear end from the thorn bushes we went into because we all, you know, ducked down because we didn't want to take it on the face or arms. So we took it in other areas, but we got right up there and we were literally sitting there for about 10 minutes in the dark. They would flash the light on the uh, the leopard because they're uh, they don't see light in the nighttime, so the uh, their eyes just reflect the light, so it doesn't mm-hmm. bother them. The nocturnal animals and he and and the leopard was just sitting there eating on its prey while mm-hmm. we were sitting there, and we literally have videotape of this. You know, my wife still says to this day, as we're talking about the trip, she'll say, "I can't believe I saw a leopard eat a warthog." And yeah. uh, there've been crazy things. We've been told stories about uh, giraffes giving birth, you know, you're, you're out sure. in their territory. So right. they're doing whatever they got to do. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's uh that sounds like a great time. So um, after, after your, all your excursions there, um, I guess it's safe to say we can wrap up the trip now and, uh, and uh, kind of uh, you're, you're winding down on the last, uh, the last day and uh, you're, you're at your goodbyes, right? I mean, do we, did I miss anything? Well, I mean, the only thing is the last evening, they did a really good job. We had a big, uh, we had a private uh, big dinner with our entire group. Uh, they put on a show, uh, which was awesome. The local mm-hmm. people that uh, live there. And uh, yeah, it was just a, it was just an amazing way to end the trip, to hang out with all the families and spend that extra time with them. Um, and then, you know, really from there, we ended up waking up the next morning. We did a short um a short game drive in the morning. And Mm -hmm. then uh, from there, we were then escorted by the guides to the uh, Johannesburg uh, airport. And it was sayonara, see you later, have fun, and adios, huh? They just, just uh, yeah, just made sure we got on the, you know, we were in the right place, knew what the flights were we needed to get on. Uh, if we needed to get VAT tax back, we were told how to take care of that and, and okay. handle everything. Again, everything was really well handled and well positioned. I mean, the and then luckily, because we're uh, Amex Platinum uh, card holders, mm-hmm. uh, we were able to, because we had a long break between when we got there and when our flight was actually leaving, we were able to go into a lounge and spend okay. some time there and eat before we ended up getting our flight because it was later in the evening before sure. we would take off. Sure. Now the uh, being an international flight, and I mean, I I would imagine that when they dropped you off your luggage, you're on your own now because now you got to go through customs and security and all that other good stuff. Then yes, or did Disney yes. take care of that? No, no. We basically special. got our luggage at that point, and then we were in the airport, and we we you know we were out on our own at that point. We checked in our luggage on our own, and then we had to uh, make our way to the uh, the uh, airport. Uh, Is it airport? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, when you get back, I mean, this was, um, I mean, this is a jam-packed day. I mean, it was probably the quickest uh, 10 or 11 days of your life. I mean, it was just uh, go, go, go. Um, you know, looking back, you know, when you get back, you know, when you got back to um, to home here at the United States, and then you finally just sit down, and did you did you have that moment where it was just, just overcame you where, like, I cannot believe that I experienced that? You know, was it, did you have that surreal moment? Like it was like, uh, such a, such a, I mean, you know, almost a spiritual moment where you're like, I, I cannot believe I experienced that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, I literally probably did that every day. 
Sure. And then when I came back, I, I did that when we came back and still, excuse me, still to this day, you know, when I'm thinking about that trip, I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't believe we did that. And, you know, we had a lot of people that thought we were crazy. They were like, you know, you've never been outside of the U S or Canada and you're going to South Africa on your first trip. You sure. know, most people go to Europe. We went sure, to South sure. Africa and you know what? We wouldn't uh, second guess it for, for a minute. It was such the, a great trip. And we learned about and, and really enjoyed a country that we would never have gone to otherwise, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And now I think because the experience was so good, we would go back. Mm-hmm. Good, awesome. Um, is there is there another country maybe you would want to experience by uh, adventure by Disney? Maybe the European tour, or you know, in in uh, England, uh, uh, or South Africa got you hooked, where you kind of want to go experience it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, we love South Africa. I I don't I I would go back there if given the opportunity. You know, there mm-hmm. are a couple other trips. Uh, you know, we we've seen that they now because of the National Ge- Geographic piece that they've kind of uh, taken over. Well, we saw that like uh, Antarctic cruise, which looks fantastic, and visiting and seeing the Northern Lights. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen, we go through that uh, catalog all the time, and I don't think there's a bad trip in there. Um, you know, I don't think you could go wrong with any of them. Yeah, it's, uh, that getting that Adventures by Disney magazine in the mail, that uh, that advertisement is uh, pretty – It's pretty. I haven't gotten one since COVID, obviously. But before, pre-COVID, I would get one in the mail every – I don't know, three months, maybe once a quarter, I'd get one just uh, just for them to remind me that, hey, I'm here, Adventures by Disney, you know, so which is super neat. Um, listen, Lawrence, I, I think you have, um, uh, you put together a video of your trip, did you not? We did, I believe. Did you, you put it on YouTube? I believe so. Okay, so you're, you're going to get me that information. I'll leave that in the show notes, okay, in case people want to go and watch the video, which I'm sure you got some, I'm sure uh, you probably put it, did a great job putting that together um, and uh, with video and pictures and, and whatnot so people can, you know, relive this visually and, uh, you know, through what you did. And um, and so what, what, what after, you know, everything's starting to wind down, uh, COVID is, is kind of coming to an end here. What's next for um, for the Sprung family? Are you guys uh, Walt Disney World uh, as soon as you can or, or what's going on next? Yeah, so we have a trip scheduled right now for my 18 uh, year old for his uh, graduation. Uh, we were we were hoping to go to uh, Adventures by Disney to California, okay. uh, but because we're unsure about this, we were unsure about the circumstances. We decided to uh, book a trip. We're going to go to Disney World. Uh, we're going to go the end of June, early July timeframe. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, we're really excited because a family that we met on a cruise that we went on three years ago, Disney Cruise, that mm-hmm. we still stay in touch with and became very close with today, uh, is going to be there at the same time. So we're going to be spending like three or four days together, which uh, we're really looking forward to. I tell you, that is the magic about Disney, man. I have people in my life, Disney families in my life that have become family to me. I mean, I just absolutely love them where um, it's it's such an incredible um, catalyst to, uh, to, to greatness as far as expanding your, your, um, your, your friendships to people because you, you know, you're like-minded, but not only it's not like, oh, you're a Disney nerd. Um, I want to go to Disney and this family likes Disney. So we're going to hang out. It, what it is, is it's you're like-minded as in there's something deeper 
um, that you're able to connect with. And, uh, you know, I truly find that a magical experience that Disney brings forth. You know, boy, if Walt only knew, huh? Yeah, right. If Walt only knew. So listen, Lawrence, I want to say um, thank you, my friend, for coming on. I know we we're kind of touching base and are, are, are kind of hit and miss here um, over over the, it's just busy, busy here, busy where you're at. And uh, in, in my true fashion, it's like, nope, it's like I'm a one-liner kind of guy where I'm just hitting. In fact, I was chatting with you and I was telling my wife, I was like, here, text him and respond to him, tell him that because we were driving back because today was a busy day. Right. I'm like, yep, tell him we're on, tell him I'll send him a link. And uh, and that's just how I roll, man. You know, it's uh, it's in and out and um, and and that's uh, and I'm and I'm so glad that we got an opportunity to come together, and uh, for me to hear your story and for you to share your story with everybody that's out there, and um, and I think uh, you also um, do you do a financial uh, podcast as well? Yeah, so we I have a podcast called the Midland Money Mindset, and the okay. uh, I guess many people think because it has the word money in it, and I'm a wealth management firm that it's all surrounded uh, around money, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's there's a lot of stuff about mindset. I've had NFL players on. I've had NHL players on, uh, so it's a very well diversified, uh, just like your portfolio should be. Uh, it's a very well diversified podcast with a lot of interesting people. And how often do you put stuff out? Once a week. Once a week. All right, listen, yeah, guys, go over there, check what's the name of your podcast, because huh? make sure you get me a link to your uh, YouTube. And I'm not even I'm not even going to edit this. I'm going to leave this in here just like that, because I know people are going to be like they're going to hold my feet to the fire if I don't put it in. Trust me, I'll get an email the day the show drops. Um, I need a, a link to your YouTube, and then I need a, um, a link to your podcast. Uh, fam, all, all both family friendly and G rated. Hundred uh, um, percent. Always. The uh, and, and and listen, go go check out Lawrence on his podcast. Go you know go uh, go incorporate him part of your day it sounds like i'm going to i never got a chance to listen to your podcast i know we talk disney but i never got onto your side so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go over there and check your uh, the persona of lawrence sprung well if i could share uh, with you one thing yeah one, absolutely. one of the shows that we just released uh, recently mm-hmm. was adventure guide craig because i still stay in oh, touch beautiful. with him beautiful. and uh he came on the show to talk about south africa and its rich history Nice. That sounds like a, a great show, something that's entertaining for the whole family, guys. And I know a lot of people that are sitting at work are always in the mood for something new and something that, uh, look, just entertain me. Entertain me because uh, there's a lot of people that work that are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I've got four more days of this yet. And uh, I know podcast is a great, uh, great something. So, hey, what day do you guys drop your what do you drop your show on? Every Wednesday. You're a Wednesday show. So Every hump Wednesday. day. It's perfect. Hump day. Perfect. Get over it. Yeah, it's perfect for my Patreon people. You got the Wednesday Wednesday Patreon show dropping on my end. Then you can go over and check out Lawrence's. You got to do mine first, though. That's the rule. 100%. I mean, it's always going to okay. be the rule, you know. All so good. go check out Lawrence then. And I'm sure Lawrence will be joining us on in uh, another time. Uh, with that, I want to say, Lawrence, thank you to you and your family for uh, taking that trip. And then for you coming on and, uh, and sharing it with us. So with that, my friend, I'm going to say good night. Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. And good night as well. Wow, what a great interview that was. I mean, that sounded like such a great trip, South Africa. I mean, uh, it's definitely one of my bucket list trips, and I would definitely love to check that out. You know, and when I'm down in South Africa, I'm going to take a lot of pictures. And when I get those pictures, I'm going to post them on our Facebook group. That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, Justin, what's your pick of the week? 
Oh man, there's so many good pictures this week because the parks are like absolutely uh, hopping with a bunch of the Disney Dads family down there uh, in the parks. Man, like the Raimis and and Cheryl and Rick Reagan and just all these people are down in the parks and I absolutely love it. Uh, but my pick is going to go to uh, Sarah Segura. Um, she said, hi, Disney Dads Podcast fam. I thought since I posted my Disney World engagement in 2019, I'd share some pictures of our wedding that took place in November. Absolutely stunning and they kept it disney with doing a dad daughter dance to you got a friend of me there is a time in every wedding i go i went to a wedding uh this past thursday mm -hmm. there's a time in every wedding that i tear up and you know me i'm an emotional dude and it's when the father walks the bride down and see if you feel this way down the aisle and it's also the the bride and the the her father's dance mm -hmm. and for some reason in my head i just think I'm not that far away from doing this someday. And I will not hold up as well as some of these other dads do. I'll be a blubbering mess whenever <laughs> this happens. I mean, a blubbering mess. So, uh, it's. do you get that way when you go to weddings? You have two girls. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, mine are getting closer. I mean, listen, Sarah's leaving for college in a few months. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's getting up there. And uh, she has a regular boyfriend that hangs around the house. Uh, good kid. So, I, you know, I can't complain. Do I think they're going to get married? Eh, who knows? You know, strange <laughs> things have happened. But uh, either way, he's a good kid. So <laughs> That's the glowing endorsement, man. Well, um, well, you know me. I, I'm, I'm a tough guy to follow. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not easily, you know, impressed. So, uh, Well, uh, Sarah, uh, happy, happy, happy uh, wedding day to you. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing those pictures. Uh, absolutely stunning. And uh, waiting. To keep it Disney in your wedding as well. Uh, we from us, we wish you a you two a lifetime of happiness. Um, Mike, how about you, buddy? Uh, my picture is going to go to Corey Atkinson, and they got a picture in front of Chewbacca, and it looks like the Lego store, and it says uh, "Back Home." And anytime you know me, I love Star Wars, and anytime you put something Star Wars, you got my heart. So uh, you definitely have my pick of the week, and welcome back home. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, there's so many good ones, dude. I, this was this was a tough week, too, because you want to shout out so many of them. Yeah. Um, and there was some great stuff going on over the Sorcerer's uh, running family over there, the DDP Sorcerer's running family. Lots of people hitting goals, you know, getting after it. Um, super proud of everyone over there. Super motivating spot. If you haven't joined that, go do that right now. The Disney Heads Podcast Sorcerer's Running Family. It's not just for runners. It's for anyone that's wanting to make a change and uh, better themselves. And if you go over there, I promise you it is... 100% positivity coming from that spot. Um, <clears throat> Mike, the, uh, the interview that, that Jay did is, is incredible, man. You know, it's one of those things where I, I would love to go to South Africa and it's, it's really is amazing. And I can't wait dude, to dive into more of these adventures by Disney spots over the next, uh, next year or so, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've, you know, when they gave me, when they told me about the whole Adventures by Disney thing, when I bought my vacation club, I felt like, ah, mm -hmm. it's just another sales pitch, They're just trying to get you to do these extra things and whatnot. And uh, no, I'm really excited for it. And I think that as more and more travel opens up, you really kind of opens your eye that you got to seize the moment and get out there and travel, you know, take advantage of what you can when you can. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Disney Dads family, uh, just like every week, I'm going to ask a couple things of you. Go right now, join the Facebook group, Disney Dads Podcast Facebook family uh, on Facebook. That's where we get all of our picks for Pick of the Week. Uh, you can check out all of our shows at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Uh, you can also email the show, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com. 
If you would like to become a part of the patron, that's why we do not have commercials in this. Uh, you can click the link below, and for as little as $2 a, uh, a month, you can support the show and also have access to the, uh, the private Facebook group giveaways, extra shows, which we'll be chatting about here in just a minute, um, and also just a great community. And we really, really appreciate those patrons that help bring this show to life each and every week. Um, without you guys, this does not happen. So we appreciate you all. Um, and then, of course, uh, you go right now and pick up Jay's book. I, I can't stress this enough. Add it to your Disney library. It is fantastic. That link is right below uh, this episode. And, uh, and also, we chatted about it last week, uh, Mike, you know, we talk about all the time. If you're traveling, guys, use a travel agent. Uh, the, uh, the travel industry had a huge hit this past year. Um, it, uh, it is definitely worth your time to reach out. Uh, if it's us, you know, to me, uh, Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com, take care of all your Disney needs. Uh, but reach out, use a travel agent because uh, they can really use you, and it's good to have somebody in your corner uh, if something would go wrong. Uh, you know, and also for those who who, who have uh, I've booked trips for for the DDP, we have a blast, man. We meet, you know, we hang out over Zoom. We, you know, we we text back and forth, man. Me and Jacob more, we text more than than any two guys really should. We're constantly texting <laughs> back and forth. You know, most time it's not about travel. It's just. You know, chatting about uh, our favorite comedians that we share in common uh, and all that. So um, Jacob knows, right? He's shaking his head yes right now as he's driving uh, today. Um, but it's it's just it's a blast, man, to get to know people. And that's one other way that I get to know all of you. And I appreciate you all so much. Um, Mike, I think I hit it all. Did I miss anything? I feel like I missed something now. Well, you know, we mentioned about the Patreon group, and we definitely had a great contest last week. I hope everybody saw the pictures on our Facebook group of that amazing uh, Magic Band scanner. Uh, and we are doing other things. So do you want to mention what we have going on on the Patreon this week? Yeah, 100%. Dude, that Magic Band scanner, so cool. And Laura Fee, it's, I mean, that's going to look incredible wherever she decides to to put that, uh, that Magic Band scanner. Um, this week, patron family, you guys know this because we've already posted in the patron page. Um, in lieu of doing a... Uh, extra part of this show, we're going to do a live episode, live Zoom, hanging out with all of you Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are talking WandaVision. We are diving in, spoilers galore, coming out all the time. We're talking everything WandaVision. Uh, We gave you your homework last week, patron family. Uh, Now we can't wait to hang out with all of you guys and chat with you all about WandaVision and how amazing of a show that was. So uh, once again, man, I cannot wait to see the patron family over on Zoom on Thursday night uh, to hang out. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, sounds good. I can't wait. Well, Mike, buddy, I had a blast, man, uh, chatting with you. Always great to see you. Uh, Jay did an amazing job with the interview, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, in the next couple weeks uh, having Joe and Dave back on. Um, Buddy, I will be gone for the next two weeks. Uh, I am taking the family on a little vacay for spring break, and uh, I'll be down in the central Florida area. And um, doing some new stuff, though, man. Checking out Legoland. Uh, We renewed our SeaWorld annual passes. We're doing some... uh, doing some new stuff so this will be a fun adventure for the family so you guys um have a blast and uh you know i'll be looking forward to checking out the shows when you guys uh when you guys drop them and uh, i know it'll be a lot of fun disney that's family i appreciate each and every one of you all i hope you have an amazing amazing week uh mike um closing words buddy yeah, you know, we're going to miss you. We'll try not to burn the house down. And uh, luckily, I think Joe will keep us in check for the most part. He seems to be the most civil one out of mm-hmm. us all. And uh, if you leave it to me and Dave, I don't know. Things could get a little rough. But uh, we'll definitely miss you the next couple of weeks. But enjoy that family time. And uh, Jay, great interview. And I will talk to you guys next week. 
All right, buddy. Disney's family, have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.